Good day, everyone. Welcome to the Show Hoppers podcast. Today we'll be covering the Leftovers, season three, episode four. Good day, Melbourne. Good day, Kurt. Yeah. Hi. This, is, this this may be a terrible Australian accent. I'm really sorry. Yeah, I was saying it's better than I thought. If, if anybody in Australia who's listening and, and is offended by it, I I deeply apologize. Uh, but I am Mr. Sal. I'm here with my former student Kurt. We're covering the leftovers. This is his first watch through. This is my third watch through. It's my favorite show. This, I told Kurt last week, is one of my favorite episodes in the series. I'm wondering how Kurt feels about it. But how are you doing today, Kurt? Let's not talk about this, this show yet. I, for, I forgot you said that about this episode. Very, very intriguing. And how am I doing? Ah, pretty well. Ah. <laughs> The snow. After Australians, I don't know, watch, watching this show, they didn't have snow. Mm. Good for them. Yes. That's about it. Kind of spiteful. I mean, that's how <laughs> a lot of people live their lives in spite. Mm. That's all. Okay. Fantastic. Well, we've got this episode before us, season three, episode four. This is the halfway point of the last season of The Leftovers. So I've got. So excited. A... Only four I... left. Yeah, I know. He Finally put it behind us. Sweet release. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> then we're all done, right? Sure, we can we can stop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kurt, I have been trying all week to figure out what to predict for your rating for this. I am all over the place. I, I really like I I keep thinking, well, there's a lot of Nora in here and that's not good. But there's a lot of Kevin in here and that's good. But does he like everything that goes on with Nora and the machines? I don't know. I bet he loves that that Kevin leaves Nora. I bet he loves that part. <laughs> um, I oh man, I, I'm very I'm very conflicted. I'm gonna say that you gave this an eight. Ten. Ten? Yeah, not as not as good as the book of Kevin, I think, but I gave it a ten. You still like the premiere of, of the season better? Yeah. Yeah, okay. that's a really good episode. I don't know why. Maybe it's just the way it hit me, but I yeah. mean, this is still a great episode. I, I thoroughly oh, enjoyed it. I love this I, episode. I don't hate Nora. I don't know why you always go about me hating <laughs> Nora. I, I don't think Nora's the best character, like you okay. might think she is at times. I, I think you conceded that, finally. Okay. But they're doing good with her. I'm, I'm happy with what they're doing with Nora. It's not right, the same okay. old, same old, right? Yes. Uh, I mean, and finally, we, we kind of break the fourth wall near the end, or third wall, whatever wall you want to call it, and Kevin... Finally brings up the fact that Nora wants to be babied. Isn't you know I thought that you would love that because we've talked so much about that and Kevin lays it all right out there for her and and in no uncertain terms. Immediately read it out. I sussed that out. Yep. Yeah, you did. Yep. So I mean, from the what second episode, maybe. Yeah, was, was the second out. or third episode. Okay, I yeah. mean, I mean, that's why I predicted. That's how I felt. Even though I don't know if that's quite true, I still like to stand by it. I, th- I think a part of it's true. Part of it's certainly true. But no, I just in season two, what they did with Nora was just, she was worried another departure would happen. Yep. And she missed her kids, and that basically sums up her entire story. Like, there you go. Uh-huh. I did that there. She didn't do many actions because of it. Like, um, she, she wanted Evie to be around, and she wanted to prove she didn't depart. That's about it, I feel like. I mean, she she stole the questionnaire. She interrogated uh, Erica and threw a 
brick through her window. Still in the questionnaire, it didn't like, but that didn't impact the season at all. It didn't. It didn't... She, she left Kevin. Um, leaving Kevin though had nothing to do with her. Leaving Kevin had nothing to do with that storyline though. Oh, leaving I think Kevin. he did. I I don't I think leaving because if she had left Kevin and the kids and it whatnot, then I'm like okay, she doesn't want them to depart. But she takes Mary and Lily with her. So no, I, I I'm saying it's because of her her mental state. Oh, I see what her. you mean. She's in like a fragile mental. State. I mean, she she had just got done like interrogating Erica and then having the interrogation turned right back on her to bring her to tears. And then she comes home and Kevin drops. And, I see what you mean. We, we don't need to do a, another postmortem on lens, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> season two, Nora, not the best Nora. Okay. I like season one, Nora more probably season okay. three. Nora is the best Nora thus far. Season I'm liking three, what they're doing. Season three, Nora is the best Nora. Season three, Matt is the best Matt as far as I'm really, I'm yeah. excited. Oh, oh. Next episode. I it's a Matt 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 world. Yes, <laughs> yes, five mats. It's a Matt 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 world. No four <laughs> Matt four Matt. So yeah, it's it's season season three. Matt is my favorite Matt, but season three Nora is definitely my favorite Nora as well. So can I, I ask if she, that she gets the most to do in season three? Yeah, she has a lot to do. Maybe that's why I like it more. It's just I like the story she's going through. I like it. Yep. Good. I, mean, I, I want to see how it goes. They threw a curveball, kind of. Yeah. I'm very intrigued to see how it goes. Yeah. I. You know, it's funny because if you told me at the beginning of the season that there were that a central uh, plot point of this season was going to be this machine that can transport you where they went, I would have said that sounds ridiculous and stupid, and I am not down with that. But seeing it play out, I I love it. Oh yeah, I definitely love it. I love how Nora's in denial. Of life. I'm yeah. just here on, on on business. I'm trying to I'm trying to crack the case. Yep. But even like, it sounds like such a joke and such a scam and such an, a ridiculous idea. But seeing Marklin Baker present it, I was like, oh man, this actually sounds intriguing. And then seeing these doctors talk about it, it's like this seems pretty a lot more interesting than I thought. So I, I'm. I'm loving it. I, I I love this stuff. This episode, I think one of the reasons why I love this episode so much is because I love breakup scenes. Oh my goodness. I don't know what's wrong with me. I think there's something wrong with me. Like, yeah, what a morbid, sick individual. I love, I love seeing unhappiness. I, 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 and the breakdown of a long relationship. Imagine all that work being done and then destroyed. I love it so much. I mean, one of my favorite movies is called Closer, and it's basically a, a two-hour breakup scene. <laughs> like, it's not just one breakup scene. It's like one breakup scene after another, after another, after another. It's just it's very unhealthy. It's, I know, I know. And then uh, there's a there's an amazing, a great breakup scene in Six Feet Under as well, which is my other favorite show. But this is this is up there. I I love this breakup scene so much. It's a good I, breakup scene. I, I like I like what's finally put on the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like well, these people are finally talking to each other. You know, they, they because all all they ever do is start a conversation and then stop in order to, you know, do it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, it, it that's that's a big part of why I love. It. I I also love this episode so much because it features both Kevin and Nora. And you really don't get many episodes that feature both of them. Uh, a Matter of Geography was a good, a good example of that. 
mm-hmm. uh, where, where both of them are featured heavily. So I do love that about this episode too. So. Yeah, anyway. and I'm assuming you rated it a, a 10. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it, it's my favorite episode of the season so far. Uh, I don't know if I, if I, if I say it would say that I like it better than international assassin. I don't think I do. I think I like international assassin more. But it, this is up there, probably a top five for the whole series. It was a good episode. Yeah. So, anyway, let's start talking about it. Well, we've been talking about it. Let's go through it. <laughs> so, uh, right from the beginning, I, I love talking about the opening song and how it relates to the rest of the episode because uh, I think it tells us a lot about what the creators of the show are trying to convey with the episode. Uh, I think it, it's really... You know, when we think back to the Perfect Strangers theme and Don't Be, Don't Be Ridiculous, uh, last week, the personal Jesus with uh, Senior uh, basically worshipping himself. Uh, and now we get Ray LaMontagne. Do you know Ray LaMontagne at all? No. Okay. Yeah, he's. I've seen him live in concert, actually. It's pretty amazing. Uh, he, he's, he's an incredible uh, lyricist and incredible uh, vocalist and, and songwriter. Um, and he writes just the saddest songs. Like you can't listen to Ray LaMontagne when you're in a good mood because he will bring you down. For sure. <laughs> We've talked about uh, Damien Rice on the Lost podcast. Yes, okay, I was wondering if this was the same guy because I don't remember the name of the Simpl- other person. <laughs> similar styles. Uh, I, I prefer Damien Rice, although Damien Rice might be even more depressing than Ray Lamonte. But the name of the song is This Love Is Over. So, uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if you were paying much attention to the lyrics early on, but if you were, then they were quite foreboding and you probably could have gleaned that, that Kevin and Nora were not long for this world. No, I, I, was, I was just feeling out that. I just kind of zone out during the intro, to be quite honest with you. Eh, some sad I, music. I, I don't zone out. I just don't listen to the music. I, I hear the music. I, I kind of I wrote somber jazz. Okay, that was my that was my uh, viewpoint on the music. Somber jazz. Somber jazz. I don't not re- homeward bound. Not out of my mind. <laughs> lost. What's it called? I forget. Well, there's another song that features heavily in this episode, and and we'll get. Oh, I just want to know, take on me. I actually know take on me. Take on me. You did you, you did you know take on me before this? I yes, I know take on me. Before okay, this. Yeah, so I, I like take on me. It's everywhere in this episode. Yes, it's, been many. it's like three, four, five, three times. Yes, yeah, at least three. Yeah, that I can think of. But um, yeah, so I don't remember the opening credit song in the next episode. Uh, I remember the closing credit song in the next episode for sure. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember that. I want you to, in episode six, when we get there, pay close attention to the opening credits. Okay. Episode six. Yeah. I have to pay very close attention. Do you want me to look up the song? No, you don't have to look up the song. Just listen to the lyrics. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Uh, the, we, we open with the airport. They're ch- Nora and Kevin are checking in for their flight to Australia. Uh Nora, they're asked if they're together, and Nora doesn't respond right away. Kevin kind of looks to her to respond, and she doesn't really say anything. And she also ditches him immediately to use her global entry and get through faster, and it thinks nothing of it. Kevin asks if he can do it too, but he doesn't have global entry, so he can't. I mean, wouldn't you if you could? 
Uh, no, not if I was with someone who couldn't. Nah, I mean, let's all get through. You then you gotta stand up. You gotta wait in line. Like, yeah. I could be sitting, chilling on my phone, doing or some crazy stuff. I could stuff. be hanging out with the person that I suppose. That is true. Talking. Actually, that that is true. I could actually talk to someone. That is that is. <laughs> I was just assuming I was there with like Nora or Kevin. I'm like, I don't really know Kevin that well. Like, I don't know. <laughs> But that is true. They they are actually like basically playing house. So yeah, <laughs> they're they are the equivalent of a married couple. At this they point. definitely are. Uh, they're, they're they're like Tim Robbins and Susan Sarandon. Which sure, yeah, they're <laughs> they're a Hollywood power couple that is have been together forever, but they've never gotten married. How do you feel about that? People that, that are just together forever, but just never never tie the knot. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. It's a legal oh. mess though if they break up. Like that is. It is a legal mess if they break up for sure. I think that's Judge Judy to see how that goes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I also think that there's an added level of people taking you seriously if you call your partner your fiance or your husband or your wife. Definitely, yeah. If you say girlfriend, it's not as serious or boyfriend. No. As. Like yeah. fiance is the next step up. Yeah, fiance yeah. and or uh, you know husband wife. That is definitely. Uh, right it's a, because if, if you say this is my girlfriend or this is my boyfriend people think okay i might be worth getting to know this person but who knows this might this might not last yeah exactly if, i mean people if you say, yeah. like, say fiance it's like oh i i better get to know this person if you say husband or wife it's like okay this these two are they, they come as a pair so. yeah, mo- most people have more boyfriends and girlfriends than they do fiancés and or, definitely or spouses, have yes. yeah <laughs> spouses yeah so. yep exactly exactly but so so these two are, are not uh fiancés they are not husband and wife they are boyfriend and girlfriend um you know they, they've been living together for what three plus years now four yeah maybe four, four at least three because the time jumping yeah, more than yeah. that because they were living sooner than that yep but Nora's acting very weird this whole time. She, she, as she's trying to go through the metal detector, she's acting weird. She puts on this really big fake smile uh, as she goes through. As she, she's a little bit alarmed by some dude who needs to get to Antarctica because he's convinced there's going to be a nuclear event. Did you catch that guy? Yes, yes. <laughs> this makes me wonder on the ending. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know, yeah. So you're going to get some answers to that right in the beginning of the next episode. Oh, yeah. But did... Uh, what was he trying to bring out of the fight that they wouldn't like? Was it a life preserver? It, it was here. Um, so he wanted to get to Antarctica. Yeah. And he had something to keep for the nuclear fallout. I don't know anything past that. I don't know what he had past that. But whatever it was, it was for the nuclear fallout. And he wanted mm-hmm. to get to Antarctica. Yeah. Yeah. And then we see Nora riding down the escalator, which is almost exactly the same shot that we saw toward the end of uh, Don't Be Ridiculous when she came back to the airport, to, to Texas. Uh, she's riding down the escalator only this be, time. Do, oh, I was supposed to say, do you think they reused the same shot? Is that what you're accusing them of? Mm-mm, no, <laughs> not, not the same. I think it's intentionally uh, supposed to resemble that shot. She's wearing different clothes. Okay. But, so it's not the same, it's not the same exact footage, right? <laughs> But this time, she Kevin is behind her. So she's not even riding the escalator with Kevin. And Ke- Kevin calls her on it, and he's like, what are you smuggling? Because either you're smuggling something or you don't want to be with me. And she spills, both. 
right so she plays it off as though no it's just the smuggling thing but i I think it's both actually but she she tells him that she's smuggling twenty thousand dollars in cash they go into the bathroom she shows it to him and she has it strapped to her body because apparently it's illegal to travel outside of the country with more than ten thousand dollars is this true do you know uh so it's not illegal to have too much money so the the laws around this typically are so you have to declare if you have too much money on you and it's very highly suspicious to have a lot of cash on you i don't know if it's quite illegal uh but yeah it's very suspicious if you do you're not really supposed to and you have to declare it if you do i gotcha well in the universe they'll tax you if you do or they'll they'll, they'll want to know why you have that so much money in cash so you have to give like good reason otherwise they might take it away because they'll think it's for something illegal sounds like you may have tried to smuggle some cash no no I watched a lot. There's there's a lot of like a uh, border, um, shows I've watched. There's like uh, yeah, people on like airport, like airport TSA or whatnot. That's what I'm just standing over. Though that's actually UK, so I don't know how well it applies to America. But I have flown internationally, and I do remember things with the declaring and whatnot, and having cash limits. You can't have a ton of cash on you. Ten thousand seems like a lot, though. I feel like it's less than ten thousand. And in the UK, it's like one thousand pounds. Oh wow. I, I feel like ten thousand's a lot. I mean, well, I in know. the universe of the leftovers, in the universe of leftovers, yeah, you, you can I'm, carry ten thousand dollars in cash, but that's it. Uh, that's illegal to travel with more than that. And Kevin makes a great point here. Why didn't you just give me half? Yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I I wonder is that suspicious though? Having right up to the limit. That's what I always wonder for stuff like this because. You should be safe, but I feel like it's suspicious if you're carrying right up to the limit. But then, where's the where's the point? Where's the point where it's safe? Because if we say okay, ten thousand is kind of suspicious. Is nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine suspicious? That's a good point, Kurt. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's uh. And this is why I don't work TSA or anything. <laughs> this is... Yeah, that's a good point. Anyway, but I, you know what? That's more chance of the money getting caught. I guess if you're worried about carrying right up to the limit and still being questioned, because I feel like if I was working TSA, I would still question you if you carried right up to the limit. Yeah, probably. Oh. That, that makes sense. But but when Kevin brings this up, why didn't you just give me half? She it's it's like she never even thought that never even crossed her mind. I know she's like, huh? Yeah. yeah, which is which is really weird, uh, and and really a good illustration of the fact that. These two just don't talk, and and this is not much. It's a it's a great physical relationship, not much else. So, so just uh, so anyway, uh, again, even though they they start to have this serious conversation about why Norris started smuggling money and why she didn't give him half, it, they immediately transition right into sex. Yeah, they have sex charades or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right, right into sex, and I don't know if you noticed this or not. But they they do it right on a baby changing station. No, I did not notice that. They, I, th- I just thought that was like a countertop, like a sink. Uh, there's a sign right next to it uh, that it's a baby changing station, and I mean babies are kind of a theme of this episode. Um, and w- if we remember back, there's yeah, there's like three more instances of babies being mentioned. Uh huh. And if we remember that, uh, we we remember back a bit. Uh, we remember Kevin, the last time we saw Kevin and Nora together, Kevin suggested that they have a baby together and Nora laughed in his face. Yeah. So, um, so babies are on 
on the mind here. So lots of babies in the leftovers. But I I'm I hope that Lori episode. I hope we get a callback to Lori's baby. Okay. The departed. I don't know why. I just I, I always forget about that. That Lori episode is really friggin' good. <laughs> it is really good. Because I, I mean I remember, you know, watching it and thinking I don't know if I want a Lori episode this late in the series. Oh, I want a Lori episode. You you do. Oh, so badly, yeah. <laughs> you do. It, it's fantastic. Anyway, so on, on the plane, Nora tells Kevin everything that's going on. She tells him about the device. She tells him about the 119 testimonials. And she, she tells him that all of those people are unaccounted for. Uh, and she tells him that, that she's going to bust them without the Department of Sudden Departures sanctioning it. So she's she's doing this on her own. He says she's gone rogue. Do you oh. think she has any intention of busting them? Not quite, no. I don't think she plans to bust them. Yeah. So here's what I think about this. I First of all, I definitely think she's lying to Kevin here. Yeah, um, in, ter- in terms of, like, busting them, yeah. Yeah, well, because I think her plan is I'm going because I hope this is real. And if this is real, I want it. I want it, yeah. Yep. That's why she's so distant to Kevin, I think, right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because she, she knows she's ready to go. But if she decides that it's not real, then she definitely wants to bust it. Because how could you get my hopes up like that? Yeah. Right. So I don't think, I don't think that she won't bust it. And we see at the end, she really wants to bust it. Yeah. So uh, such an obvious scam. Yeah. They're yeah. such big scammers. They scam themselves out of the twenty thousand. It's ridiculous, yeah, right? Really. <laughs> no, I I like to think that it is still like if it turns out to be a scam, I'll think that's hysterical. This this roundabout like scam, like nah, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because maybe they'll bring bring us more money. May or maybe you know. Tell you what, if you recruit two others, you're in. It's a pyramid scheme. Pyramid scheme. Yeah. Why else did Marklin Baker recruit her? Yeah. It's a very Sawyer thing to do. It is. I thought of Sawyer a lot. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. huh? I went, uh, jumps a bit ahead, but when Bernard wants to put Nora in the box, yes. He, he says, You can take the money with you if you want. She's like, No, I trust you. I'm like, Cool. This is a scam. Like, this is a great time to take the money in her. <laughs> Seriously. Put her in the box, just take it, leave. Oh. Seriously. Oh man. But anyway, so I that's what I think she's planning on doing. She's gonna scope it out, and if she thinks it's real, she's doing it. If she doesn't, she's busting it. But she only tells Kevin that she's there to bust it. So like I I'm I'm gonna ask you this question several times uh today. Uh is so is she lying to Kevin? And I would I would say yes. Do you think that she's lying to Kevin here? I mean that yeah, I completely agree with you. She, okay. if, if it's possible, she's doing it. Yeah. Okay. So, but Kevin's curious because because he thinks, well, do, what do they know about me? What what if they ask you why I came here? And Nora's response is foreshadowing of the end of the episode here. I'll say that you've come to see me off because we're in a toxic codependent relationship, and we've both realized we're better off apart than together. I know that is so. <laughs> now, is... again, is she lying to him here? 
or is that actually how she feels? I mean, maybe that's not technically lying. I, I mean, I it, it, it cut pretty. I, I thought that was a pretty like big cut. Even Kevin like looked a bit shocked by it. Yeah, I mean that's very elaborate. Like that's not something you just come up with off the top of your head. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, that's something that you put some thought into. It sounds like she has put some thought into labeling the relationship exactly this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So Kevin says that he has no, uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry, that they get to the hotel and Nora asks if he's going to look up senior. He says he has no intention of doing that. He doesn't even know how to find him. Um, and he brought the book and says that he read it on the plane while Nora was asleep. So the book of Kevin, that is. Yeah. Yeah. So she quizzes him about it. And she, she goes right to the part where Kevin pushes Patty into the well. And he he says, or she, she asks him what happens when they get to the well. And he, he tells her, of course, that he pushes her in. And I we're left to wonder, did he actually read this or does he just know because he lived it? Yeah, I, I didn't think he actually read it. I thought he was just saying it to excuse the fact that he would know the knowledge of the book. And it doesn't seem like he's read it. No, it doesn't. Because... When, when she leaves, he just looked through the book. It's like, I don't know. I feel like if you read it, well, maybe you still would look through it. I don't know. I just, it came up with the vibe that he didn't actually read it, and he was looking I think through it. Right. Yeah, I think you're right. But, you know, but Nora is amazed. She says, where does Matt come up with this? Yeah. Which is, you know, pretty awful to, for Kevin to hear, because Kevin knows it's all true. Yeah, this is, this is or, real. Or at least it's real to him. Right, it's real to him, exactly. This is what he feels like he experienced. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so, but Nora gets a phone call very quickly from these people with the machine uh, and says that they, they say that she needs to get on a bus in 15 minutes. Kevin offers to go with her and she, she says, no, I need to do this by myself. She is like frantically excited. Mm-hmm. Like she when that phone rings, she drops everything she's doing, rushes the phone, frantically leaves when they tell her that the bus is leaving in 15 minutes. And she says, I'll be back soon. Is she lying? Well, what do you mean is she lying? Is she lying? I'll be back soon. Oh, that'll be back. I didn't even think about that. She did that kind of earnestly. I uh, Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I don't think she has any intention of coming back. Yeah, she doesn't intend to, like if if because she, she definitely seems to believe it. Yeah, she goes with it. Yeah, she, I don't think she plans on coming back. Yep, on being la- laddered fied. Laddered fied. Laddered. Denzigered. Oh yeah, the Denzinger effect. Yeah, that's yeah. what that is. Yeah, yeah. Not a physicist. No, I'll, I I don't think that Denzinger is actually a thing. So okay, very much. Anyway, Kevin is left alone. He's trying to turn the TV off and he can't. So he calls the front desk to have them do it, and his name isn't even on the room. Yeah, I noticed. I was like, "Wow, that's Kevin on the room." I guess. Well, I, I chalked that up to him. Nora planned on going to us. Like she already got her preparations ready for australia by the time she told no that's actually not the case now that i think about no, it she she, she found out 
in front of Kevin. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's something I would do though. Of just like, eh, I'm getting the room. Well, whatever. I'm I'm in the room. Like I just can't be bothered to put the other person's name on the room. Yeah, maybe. Because it doesn't seem like it's a big deal. They're just like, yeah, you want us to put you on the room? Like, I don't, I don't even understand the point of it, quite, to be honest. Because <laughs> they're like, you just want to be on the room? Well, yeah, if, if you're just slapping me on the room, too. While you're at it, my cousin my cousin Jim's supposed to come <laughs> by. Can you throw him on, too? So that we can get in the room easier? Yeah, sure. Anyone else? Hmm. <laughs> like, it doesn't seem like that much of a hassle, to be honest. I guess the only reason that you'd want to be on the room is if you were expecting somebody to come look for you. Yeah, I guess that's true. No. I I'm not too. I I didn't read into that too much. I feel like it's just she she booked the room. She put her name on the room. She just didn't feel like putting any else's name. I yeah. that by itself might be nothing. But, you're but right. You put it together with the fact that she she wasn't wasn't responding when they when asked if they were together. She wants to go through this separate check in security check uh, without Kevin. She doesn't ride the escalator with him. She. Describes maybe in jest or maybe seriously the relationship as toxic, codependent, and they're better off apart than together. Uh, she doesn't want him to come with her on this little excursion she's going on, and now his name's not on the room. Like, regardless of whether this is a big deal or not, you can see it all adding up in Kevin's head as a big deal. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. But while Kevin is trying to kill time here, he starts to read the book and he recalls several moments. And we can kind of see uh, one of the things uh, that's written in the book because we can't see everything that he's reading. But one of the things that we do see is for to drink the poison was insanity or was it faith? So that's that's the question of the series, really. Insanity or faith? And that's that's Kevin's character to a T. Yeah, I I like the scenes, though, the callbacks here. Just oh yeah, with with all the little flashes back to you know seeing the things happen. It, it was, it's really good. It's really amazing. But so suddenly, the TV's still not off, and on Gaday Melbourne, they say, "Well, it's a, it's a bad day to be a Kevin. I hope you're not a Kevin," and which gets Kevin's attention because there are two missing Kevins. There's see, there's Kevin Yarborough is the name of the the police chief who's missing and Kevin senior is there on the news as missing. So he didn't have to look him up. He just, there he, there he is. So, and this of course gets Kevin's attention. And when he looks at the TV, he sees Evie and the show window what did you think when you saw Evie there? So when I saw Evie there, well, I didn't know if it was real or not yet. So I just kind of assumed it wasn't real. Yep. I, I just, yeah, I just, was like, not real. I don't think it's really Evie. Can't be alive. Okay. There's no way. So not even for a second did, did they get you? Not, not for now, no. Okay. Gotcha. So she's holding a, a sign that says Surah 81, which is from the Quran. Okay, uh, it's it the, it's a passage from the Quran that speaks of, of the end days and how each soul will know what deeds it has brought along. So with it, so so each soul in the afterlife will know what it's done, 
and what what deeds it's done to make it either worthy or unworthy okay your life okay uh kevin asks asks the tv can you hear me and the tv turns off (laughs) bad timing (laughs) and he's not he's not very happy about this no he's not but he does does, he doesn't need the tv because he's going to take off and try to find the filming of the show anyway Mm-hmm. Oh, and he he takes off in the taxi right behind Nora's bus stop. I like I like how fast the taxi goes. I wonder what he told the taxi driver to get him to go back quick. He's like, quick, follow that car, but not the car. Follow it to Good Day, Melbourne. Like, I I always want I always wonder. It's the joke of like, what like I want to go into a taxi and yell, follow that car. Like, yeah, right. Are they actually gonna follow the car, or is the taxi driver gonna be like, no? What what? That's crazy. <laughs> It's a good question. I wonder. Yeah. And I wonder if there's a different taxi rate for car following. <laughs> Any questions? Yeah, they 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 double the double the fare. Yeah. The fare, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But but this taxi takes off right from the bus stop. Nora and Kevin don't see each other at all, but Nora is waiting at the bus stop and this woman comes up with a baby. There's here's baby number 2, baby reference number 2. And asks if Nora if she's a mother. Now, when Nora says that she is, no, the the woman wants Nora to watch the baby during a job interview because yeah. she's afraid that if they know she has a baby, they won't give her the job. So, I, there's so many things wrong with this. Oh, right. So first of all, first of all, why is Nora saying she's a mother right now? I'm not. I'm not saying she's not a mother. But if someone came up to me with the baby and asked if I was a mother or if I was a father. Even if I am, I'd say no. I feel like they're like that's that's just the answer I'd give, because I feel like they'll still tell me their problem regardless, and then I can judge whether or not to tell them the truth afterward. So I feel like I feel like if Nora went no, she'd be like, oh well, I still I really need something. Like I feel like either way, her problem's gonna be said because Nora refuses at first, and then like she keeps pressing it. So yeah. Anyway though, also leaving your baby with a stranger like. I understand childcare can be hard, even ex- it's expensive, certainly. And like maybe you can't find a family friend, but like, how have you had this poor of time that you've 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 got to the point where you're asking a stranger to hold your baby for you while you're in your job interview? Well, they're yeah. waiting for a bus, let alone like why can't you find another stranger that's like not waiting by the bus? Maybe Nora looks trustworthy. I don't know. Well, but. I mean, as a parent, I can tell you. That- Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. I just wanted to, to work that in there. I thought it would be an appropriate place to stick it. Oh, okay. You have nothing to say. Uh, no, I, I think you're totally right. Like, what? How desperate are you if you're putting your baby in the hands of a stranger? That seems like you're trying to get rid of the baby. Like it does. I thought I I thought she was never coming back for the baby. Yeah. And I like the I like the man. Uh, yes. That, that like kind of speaks. He's he's kind of he's given a bit of the not exposition even just he kind of speak in the mind of the of like the viewer of ah been nice of you but well she's not coming back <laughs> a bit troubling times yeah desperate desperate times six yeah. days left yeah I was like only only he goes only six days left she goes here's hoping <laughs> so so now it's a it's a kind of a, it seems like a throwaway line and it seems like it's there for comedy but when you think about what she has just said only six days left here's hoping maybe 
she's saying that because she really hopes that in six days she will have gone through the machine. Yeah. I, I didn't think about that at the time, but that's definitely a way to interpret it that I don't think's like false. Yep. So the bus arrives and she still has the baby. So she has to run the baby inside and give the baby to the mother who's in the middle of a job interview uh, in order to catch the bus. And she has to, it, on the way out, she says, discrimination is illegal. I know. I know. <laughs> Which, funny. by the way, this is Australia. I don't know if discrimination is illegal. I don't know. I don't either. Probably uh, is. I feel like it would be, but maybe it yeah. isn't. I'm not Australian, but I don't know if Nora would know that too. Is it? Th- right. Very, I, very... That's why I don't like is when people are in a different country and they say the laws of their country as if it applies to that, like the country they're in. Like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Is it legal? I don't know. It probably is. Right. I'd be surprised if it isn't. But yeah, I I, I I agree, but but I don't know if I would quote law to somebody in a foreign country yeah i don't know if i'd quote their law to them unless i actually look was positive i knew it right so, exactly yeah so but anyway she she dumps the baby back with the mom and dumps. takes off yeah and and has to sprint to catch the bus even though she told the bus driver to wait the bus driver didn't wait i mean listen if you're a bus driver like you got you got to think of the man hours here like you've got all these people waiting on the bus how yep. long do you wait until because every let's say there's like 20 people on that bus if you wait a minute you've wasted like 20 like man like 20 man like minutes <laughs> you've wasted a collective 20 minutes of human time <laughs> okay. so if you wait three minutes that's an hour of like collective time wasted and oh you're wasting other people's time that are waiting at their stuff they're gonna be late you're wasting so many people's times for one person if I, if I was the bus driver, I'd be like, I'm not waiting. Unless I'm not waiting, unless you, like, stay with it. You have, like, ten seconds. Like, I don't... There's... No. You can't, you can't give a blanket wait. No. I'm with the bus driver all the way. In fact, I'm surprised he wasn't gone sooner. Gave too much time. <laughs> okay. Well, now that we know how you feel about that... Seriously, you're just wasting everyone's time. It's, it's true. It's true. Hey, everyone's time. Around the clock. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Because and, and, she, the bus driver doesn't know how long, we don't know how long it really took her to drop off the baby, because, like, it cuts, like, I don't know, like, what do you, a minute? Yeah. Maybe it took? I would a say. Minute, a minute from everyone. I don't know. Think about that. Your bus comes a minute late. Bus gets there a minute late. Yeah. But, you, but if you do that for everyone, now, now all of a sudden, you know, just, anyway. That's why I don't ride a bus. Yeah, Too much. Fair enough. Person-to-person interaction. That's why, <laughs> yeah. that's why the subway is better. Hell yeah, the subway. I love the subway. I love subways yeah. and metros in general. Me too. I love the metro. Oh, good, good man. Good man. I know. Every every city I've ever been in that has one, that is my preferred mode of travel. Oh, definitely. If I lived in a big city, I would not own a car. Nope. Would not own a car. Dude, yeah. Metro, so nice. So nice. <laughs> For the most part, I mean, maybe there's some parts I don't. I, I yeah, I, I have to carry stuff on, I guess. But I don't have a trunk. But yeah. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, deviate away. I like the metro. I like the subway. Love it. But uh, don't love buses. But neither does Nora at this point. Uh, we cut to Kevin, and Kevin is at the Gaday Melbourne Studios. Can't find Evie, but he stares right into the studio, right in the right in front of the window. So there's a nice clear shot of him, and that's going to be important later. 
Yeah. Okay. I, I saw that on TV. I'm like, oh, well. Now he's made it on TV. Good for him. I, I thought nothing of it, though. Nope. It was like a cascading effect, so. <laughs> I don't know. But Evie's not there anymore, but he does finally spot her. He follows her. He yells at her. Why is this happening again? Because I finished this. I effing finished this. What do you want? Did Patty send you? So let me ask you this. When he says, why is this happening again? Is he talking about Patty? So, so is he talking about just seeing dead people? That, that, that's what I thought. Okay. Because the, the idea that he says, I effing finished this. I wasn't sure if that indicated that he was talking about during Patty in the well or if he had already had an encounter with dead Evie. Oh, like the three years you haven't seen him, he's had a separate storyline of dead Evie. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that never crossed my mind. Because we haven't well, seen any flashbacks of that. Like, No, we don't, but I thought maybe that's why he keeps suffocating himself. Maybe. I feel like that's real cheeky by the show writers, though. I, I, don't, I ultimately don't think that's the case. Yeah. But it, it, it really kind of struck I, me that he led with why is this happening again because i finished this i i will never like not believe or i'm always gonna believe he's suffocating himself because he wants to sing homeward bound <laughs> that's still my driving like that's principle totally fine so, like he's perfecting his craft he's perfecting his craft i i will be so disappointed maybe i won't, I won't be disappointed i'll just be so happy Anyway, You'd be on. happy if you see it. Not. I'll be happy if I see it. I, maybe I'll be a little disappointed. I'm not quite sure. If I see the opportunity, like if he's in like a like a karaoke bar and he's chilling there, and I'll come on, just just give him the mic and he goes up there and he sings something that's not homeward bound. I'll be so heartbroken. I'll be <laughs> devastated. <laughs> oh man. So Kevin clearly thinks he's seeing Evie. A ghost Evie, just as he used to see Patty. But someone approaches to make sure everything's all right. Kevin thinks he's talking to him, but he's not. He's talking to Evie, and Kevin is stunned to find out that this guy can see her and that she's real. Mm -hmm. So, but she denies knowing Kevin at all, but he takes a picture of her. Yeah. And then he just antagonizes the guy who's trying to help, gets punched, uh, and that's all we get in that scene. Mm -hmm. So at this point, I I believed Evie was just a different person. I did not think this was the real Evie. Mm. I was like, okay, this is this is not Evie. It's someone that looks like Evie. That's all. Okay. And on Kevin's behalf, she does look a lot like Evie. Well, you know, just, what we're seeing right now. Yeah, yeah, it just looks a lot like Evie on on his behalf. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. In actuality, I don't think she looks much like Evie. <laughs> I know. I, I, I was wondering what if they what if they had this like this whole sequence, but they never actually changed up the actor because clearly when they reveal us that actual Evie, it's like oh wow, okay, not Evie. But yeah. if, if the whole time it really was something that looked nothing like Evie, and Kevin's like, yeah, <laughs> Evie. Yeah. You know, I, I, it makes me wonder what made him think that it was Evie in the first place. Is it just the round glasses? Maybe, because they don't, like, besides skin tone, they don't look that much alike no, skin, at the, all. Skin tone and the round glasses, that is it. That That's all that, because we don't even get to see her hair. And 
she looks she looks older than EP. Yeah, like different build. Like there's very little similarity between these two. I yeah. Maybe maybe it's a commentary on Kevin. Maybe it is, or maybe Patty did send her. Or maybe I, but I, I would love to see an alternate take, or like I, I just wonder if the episode would be better or worse. Probably worse, actually. If you if it didn't look like Evie at all, and Kevin was just going berserk that this is. Evie. <laughs> uh, oh, and the, like it was this. It was the actual actor who played, uh, Danny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the actual, like not Evie person. Yeah. So we're seeing not what Kevin's seeing, but what the other guy's seeing. Yeah, yeah. We see like the real world thing. Yeah, that would be interesting. But but it would ruin all like, the speculation. Because yeah. I I did I th- like for a moment. Because late later I do think it actually is Evie. I'm like, oh my god, it is Evie. Oh really? Well, yeah. I I fell for it. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Um, well. That's that's all we get from uh, Kevin for the moment. We're back with Nora. She arrives at this warehouse thing, and she goes up the stairs. and the 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 two women are playing "Take on Me" by Aha. Okay, so you know you said you know the song already, right? Yeah. All right. So this is uh, instance one of us hearing the "Take on Me" music. Okay. This is Doctor Aiden and Doctor Becker. Okay. Uh. And then there's also, we also meet Bernard, who's going to conduct a brief medical examination, which Nora agrees to. And as she's getting ready for this examination, there's a voiceover of Lori. Okay. And what she's saying now, she's, she's not obviously there. And there's there's a reason why she's saying what she's saying, because she and John are with a customer uh, and she's doing a, or John is doing a reading Lori is using social media to give John, to feed John the information. But what she says, we hear this while we're seeing Nora. She was ready to go and she wishes she could have told you. That's what she says while we're still seeing Nora. So this is just more indication to me that they're trying to tell us that Nora wants this to work out. Nora wants to go. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Nora does not want to be returning back home or anywhere. Nope. No. So this customer that Nora and or not Nora, this customer that Lori and John are working with uh, had come to talk to about his wife who had, I, th- I think the wife had died. Well, yeah, wife died. Yeah. So, something to do with the, he set her free <laughs> somehow. Oh. So that's a, that I, I, what moral quandary he had, but he set her free. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Took her off life support. I, I'm not sure, but he also was interested in, in having them do a reading on his sister, which they declined to do because she was a departure. Yeah, that was interesting to me. Yeah, what's off limits about that? Well, I think that. Do they not say this? I guess I guess they don't. I think that with with the departure, because nobody knows where they went, like you don't want to give people the idea that they are in the same place as dead people. Why though? Well, so, so here here's all I would say, right? 
I guess in this man's case, it's different because he already got one different reading, and now he's asking for another. So if one of his readings gets invalidated, he'll invalidate the other reading, right? And it might no. re-break him again. But also you came in and you only had one reading, you know, someone that departed, and, you know, they they spin a, they spin a tale about the person, make you happy, you go back to your being, and if for whatever reason they poof back, well, I mean, yeah, now you know they're a fraud, but they're back like this you know this you fixed them for the time being now they're back and have that whole shenanigans huh. uh go through i don't i don't see the point in i understand for this for this person keeping that point because it would undo uh what they've just done for him and his relation with his wife uh passing mm-hmm. but if they just for just the departure alone i don't get it i don't know why well, I think that I think they don't want to offer any kind of explanation because they truly don't know. First of all, and second of all, they don't want to be proven wrong someday. Um, I think that that plays a large role in that. Uh, I think that regardless of what you say, I don't think there's any winning in this thing. Because the pain from losing someone from a departure is very different from pain from losing somebody from, uh, who died. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like trying to approach that could backfire on you. You don't think you could try and... Okay, I think they could mitigate some of the pain, though. Maybe. I mean... If they just tell them what they want to hear, I think, I think, they, I think they could. But I'm not Lori, the yeah. expert therapy and whatnot. Yeah, she's so good at it. <laughs> so, she's, she, I, I perpetually question Lori's method. Yeah, I, her methodology. Not yeah. all agree, but by golly, gets the job done. <laughs> well, it's, at this point, I was kind of wondering why we're seeing Lori and John at all in this episode that's so focused on Kevin and Nora. What do these two have to do with anything? But we figure it out pretty quickly because Lori gets a call from Kevin and he tells her about Evie. He even sends her pictures. Is this where you were convinced that she was real? Uh, no. So, no, no. At this point, I thought she was... I thought it was someone that looks like Evie, though. So. Oh, you did? Yeah, I still think it's someone that looks like Evie. Okay. All right. Well, Lori doesn't tell him that this isn't Evie because you never tell somebody who's in the middle of a psychotic break that they're in the middle of a psychotic break. Yeah. But she does drop accidentally that she works at the library, but she warns Kevin not to approach her. Yeah, well, the second she slipped the library, I'm like, oh. He's he's going to the library. <laughs> yeah, he was he was done at that point. That's all he needed to know. Hangs up. Bit rude, if you ask me. Just it was saying thank you. Yep, a little bit rude. A little bit rude. Um, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yep, I can respect the grind. <laughs> so, Lori is is taking her own advice, not telling someone who's in the middle of a psychotic break that they're in the middle of a psychotic break because she knows she's she can see the picture. She, she knows this isn't TV. Clearly, yeah. not. I don't know what I would do if I was in Lori's position. It sounds like this is Evie, and I clearly got a photo that was not Evie. Yeah. Like, 
I mean, she's probably very concerned, but I think I would, maybe I would laugh. I don't know. Maybe eh, it's a really stressful situation. Yeah, I don't think I'd, I'd be definitely. I don't think I would laugh about it, but I definitely would be uh, very concerned for Kevin. And I'd probably get him where she eventually gets him a lot sooner than this. Do you, well, you think? Do you think you'd break the news to him immediately, like Kevin? Come on. I think I. Pro- I think I probably would. I'd say, Kevin, just look. Can you look at this picture one more time? Right. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I I guess we'll see when I'm in that situation. Eh, that doesn't look like Evie. Yeah, I don't think this looks like Evie. Are you sure this is Evie? You know, just something to get him to look at that picture again. I know Evie pretty well, and that's not Evie. Yeah, even though Lori doesn't know Evie at all. Yeah, <laughs> we're pretty good friends, Evie and I. We were both part of the Guilty Remnant. Yeah, that, that's true. There's a connection you make there. Yeah, I guess I'm we. Long. We can assume that she has seen pictures of Evie. But... Yeah, yeah, but no, you're right. They actually never met. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's that's it for Kevin for the moment. Back with Nora. She's getting the exam. They have to do a blood test that's going to test for pregnancy. Uh, she says, well, you don't have to worry about that because I have an, an IUD, uh, an intrauterine de- device. It's a birth control. No, she, she doesn't even say she has it. Like Bernard wants to test, and then she's like, "No, there's no need." And Bernard's like, "Oh, oh yeah, you have an IUD." Right. He just knew. You're right. He he knew because they have her medical records. Yep. But she has to get that removed in order to go through the device, which is a little weird, but she does. And they are going to simulate an intense. Oh, by the way, so here's another mention of baby. Okay, not specifically baby, but of pregnancy anyway. No, that's true. Yeah, I didn't think about this in terms of that. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to simulate an intense period of confinement because that's what the, the device, the machine uh, does. Uh, they're going to monitor while monitor her while she uh, is, just lays in this box. It's just a wooden box with some styrofoam peanuts in the bottom for comfort. And they're going to cover her up and, and uh, see how she does inside. Uh, she seems nervous, so they say, oh, you can take the money with you. Uh, you've already mentioned this. Uh, but she doesn't. She leaves the money with them. And great time to take the money and run. Would have been great. Maybe they did. Maybe they skewered off like a thousand. Mm. No. <laughs> so that'd be so stupid. If, if, she, if, if she came back to that hotel room and was like, huh, only have 19,000. Like, uh, if you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly, just take the full 20. <laughs> anyway. Well, then you can't get any more. That's the end of it. I mean, I would be pretty suspicious that they, t- I would just probably assume they took my, th- how did I lose a thousand? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But that you, I guess you're assuming that the person would count their money. I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe. I don't know how well she counted her money. If I'm handling like a large amount of money, I count it multiple times. So. But uh, so she's already done that. So yeah. you think she should go home and count it again or go back to the hotel and count it again? No, it's like, you know, if she did ever count it again or she went to do it and she's like, wait a second, I'm, uh, I'm missing some money. Okay. Yeah. Well. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't matter anyway because they don't take the money so yeah it doesn't matter. <laughs> this is all speculation that yeah means for not yeah but as she gets in the box 
we get take on me again this time it's an instrumental version with lots of horns pretty cool version of it actually i, I kind of like it uh and it transitions from norgating in, into the box to an overhead shot of the library uh and we're, so now we're in the library and kevin is asking for danya uh, to help him to find a book called assassins of all things I know, like how, yeah, this, why is that we come up to head with? I wonder, well, you know, if I was tasked to think of, of a book on the spot, I think I'd just say Animal Farm. Animal oh. Farm. That's, that's probably the book I talk about the most. Or like, I, yeah, just Animal Farm. Yeah, I would try to think of like an obscure book that I, I know that probably most people don't. Oh, oh, because you don't want the, oh, okay. well, that doesn't matter. Because like, if I'm at the library, I'm just going to assume I don't know what the book is. I'm not even, I see what you mean now, because he's trying to not to mislead the health. I guess, I mean, the lady kind of like, I mean, he does look weird. Because he has that, like, he has blood on his face and whatnot. Yeah. But, I just don't understand. And maybe the co-worker had shared with her her experience this morning. <laughs> of, like, this weird guy confronting well, that's her. that's possible, yeah. Maybe that's part of her suspicion. But I feel like his request of saying assassin, and she going... Oh, it's not a book we have. He's like, no, no, it isn't. It's just he was helping with it. I don't really quite remember. Like, what Kevin's saying is not an unreasonable request. I feel like oh, uh, it's we not until about he a book. cursing at her. Oh yeah, she, oh yeah, he gets super aggressive then. But yeah. the, the starting, the starting way is like that's not an unreasonable request. He's helping me find a book about assassins. Though Kevin is not, he doesn't say it very well. <laughs> no, Even before he gets aggressive. Like, oh. Right. Exactly. So I, I think I think this this person is justified and oh yeah they're totally justified yeah yeah but and so so she does she calls security over but i guess my my uh take from this was it was interesting that he the book he made up in his head was assassins and we know that he took on the role of international assassin last season yeah but anyway uh he does get taken by security uh, but before he can be escorted out, Danya stops them and says that she will see him and admits that she's Evie and that she will she'll she'll talk to him. She's so th- is this where you started b- to believe that this actually was Evie? Yeah, once once Evie's fake Evie starts going, I am Evie. I'm like, oh <laughs> wow. <laughs> totally, I, yeah, totally reasonable. I, but I was a bit dubious of why is Evie not dropping this accent? Well, she's really committed to her new life, but okay. I mean, yeah. Evie is saying she's Evie. Never that I think of the idea that she was just only near the end of it did I was I like, wait a second, maybe she's just going along with. It. <laughs> so yeah, and that turns out that that is correct. But she says that she started a new life. She implores him not to tell anyone and to leave her alone. Uh, and Kevin wants to know, why are you doing this? And she says, of course, the quintessential guilty remnant line, because there is no family. Yeah. And, but then he does what you just said, starts questioning the accent. Like, why, why aren't you dropping? This is me. No. Just praying as well. Then Uh, I love what she tells Kevin, because I think it's the sickest bird ever. Oh yeah. I'm like, I have great compassion for you uh, because you are ill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which to me is such a sick bird. It is. It is. Oh, man. I don't know if she says yeah. mentally ill or just ill, but... No, she says ill. 
Okay, just still. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And, and it turns out that Lori has gotten to Danya before Kevin has, and Lori kind of filled her in and just said, you know, say you are who he thinks you are, and he'll leave you alone. But he he doesn't. And so Kevin calls Lori, who's at dinner with John, and she quotes back again, you never tell someone in the midst of a psychotic break that they're in the midst of a psychotic break. You kind of got to do that now, though. Well, yeah, I guess so. She's backed herself into a corner at this point. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, 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 her, all her cards are on the table. Kevin knows exactly what she's done. Right? But anyway, he... he turns it back on her and threatens to tell uh or not threatens oh yeah he threatens to tell john that about about what she did i'm I'm a little confused about what i'm writing here he threatens to tell john yeah he does threaten to tell john about uh not not what she did he she yeah she he threatens to tell john about um evie i believe I remember he threatens. Uh, yeah, threatens. Yeah, he threatens to call John. Yeah, he threatens to call him. Oh, okay. And tell him about Evie, which is like, uh, oh, I mean, we very soon learn of like that's not really a right. So he still act. doesn't. He still doesn't know that this isn't Evie, right? That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. So this is where Laurie tells him to look at his phone. Right. Yeah. 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 And he realizes that this is not actually Evie, but he, but Laurie says that she thinks that he chose Evie because he understood why she left her family, why she escaped. Uh, and she thinks that part of Kevin wants to escape too and leave his family. He of course denies it, but she says, well, then why are you in Australia? You should be here. You're the chief of police. The anniversary is coming up. Why are you in Australia if you don't want to run away? And it's because he went to be with Nora. And she, he says that she's the one who ran away. So do we believe Kevin here? Does he does he not want to run away? I think he's definitely unhappy. I think he just wants to... I mean, if running away fixes, I think he just wants to be happier. Like, he wants to feel something, if not happiness. Yeah. I, I think he does want to run away. But it doesn't have to be from, just, just from his situation in general. So. Yeah, you know, I, I think that... I think he does love Nora, and I think he wants to be happy with Nora, but he recognizes that Nora is is not fully present right now, and, and it is, and he's on the brink of losing her. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of view this more as he's like desperately trying to cling on to this relationship more than he's trying to run away from it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Lori asks, are you and Nora okay? And Kevin, so spiteful. Says, ask John about the book he wrote about me. <laughs> I love that. I can't wait for their episode now. I want to see. Oh my god! Uh, th- you know, a lot of that is going to come up in the next episode. Actually, even better. Yeah. So I, I'm really upset with what Kevin did with the book. Oh, I know. What a jerk! What a big <laughs> poopy head jerk! A big poopy head jerk. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was that was intense, Kurt. 
<laughs> okay, Nora, it uh, turns out, was very calm in the box. Worryingly calm. We're not going to turn the device down. <laughs> Apparently. Not but, for that reason. Yeah, yeah. But as they say most people panic, but she she did great. She's got uh, an interview with the doctors now. She asks about Marklin Baker, and apparently he has gone through. That's the terminology that everybody seems to be using, so we'll use it too. Uh, and Nora asks why they haven't gone through, Dr. Aiden and Dr. Becker. Mm-hmm. Dr. Aiden says that she has everything she needs here. Dr. Becker says that she doesn't like the odds. I thought maybe you would you would like this response. I do, yeah. yeah. I that's that's totally if I'm if I that's the reason I wouldn't go through that, right? It's like yeah. you don't know what's on the other side and like to to assume it is a place where you can live, I think is a very foolish assumption. Yep. So like like okay, yeah, everyone got zapped by these things. Now grant like but who's to say somewhere living? I guess we don't know what caused this big zapping, right? Zapping, <laughs> I like that. Like, you know, so maybe it's some sort of like outside, like maybe aliens or some sort of like religious. Maybe it is an outside force that is teleporting them somewhere. Uh-huh. But, like you don't know that. So if you yeah. saw something zapped somewhere, like yeah, it yeah, could be they could be zapped into like a like an alien zoo. <laughs> it could be like in a zoo. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going through that. No, like, for sure. I totally agree. Never. Go, I, I don't think there's any way you could get me to go through that. Like, no matter who went through that, I don't think I would go through that. Yeah. Unless I, I, I could get, like, a guarantee on what's on the other side. Yeah. But even that, if you told me it's a one-way trip, then, like, I, I still wouldn't take it. I don't know how but, you... Anyway. I, I totally agree. I like, I like, yeah, I like a Becker's reasoning. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. But it turns out that the designer of the machine actually did go through but that doesn't impress uh, Dr. Becker very much. And they start this big conversation. And is this Swedish? I think it's Swedish. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's Swedish or like whatever, Finnish. <laughs> Some sort of Nordic like tongue. Yeah. Yeah. But Becker, is, Nora wants to know what they're talking about. And it turns out Dr. Becker thinks that Nora does not intend to use the device. Nora, like vehement, I won't get cold feet. So if she's if she wants to bust these people, she's she hasn't busted them yet. She hasn't even given any inkling that she will. But uh, she she's she's worried that they think that Kevin is a problem. They say no, that's not the problem at all. Um, but then they ask her the baby cancer question, right? Do I? The second they started starting the question, I'm like, oh wow. So this this brings more light onto the guy's senior saw. So. Right. So they ask me the same question. You know, two twins are born. Uh, one of them will cure cancer, but only if the other one dies. You don't have to kill the baby. It's not your baby. They're strangers. Um, all you have to do is nod. I do like how this is like every hypothetical whenever you post it. It's someone of like they ask for more clarification. Like, well, is yep. it my baby? It matters. Like someone's like, ah, it doesn't matter. No, it matters. I want to know if it's that my baby. Hmm. Yeah. Fine. No, it isn't your baby. Okay. Right. <laughs> we went through a lot of those last week. We did. We had <laughs> and so Nora has those same questions, and and she, uh, she gets the answers. But we, we should we should go back to. I'm curious to what the right answer is. Right. Okay. So Becker's is Dr. Becker's just eating this up. By the way, she she's loving every second of this. 
But Nora says, wait a minute. You, you, the bus stop lady, that was you guys. You, you sent that lady. Okay, they totally deny it. Do you think they actually did? Uh, I have no reason to believe they did. I didn't, I don't think so. I agree. I agree. The only reason I say that is because the lady was sitting down with someone, like, that looked like it could have been an interview. Right. So, I, I don't think it is. I right. think it I, really I, was just a, a crazy, possibly somewhat negligent mother. Yep. <laughs> Maybe not negligent, because she was really looking for a place to put her baby. Better than leaving her on a Garvey porch. Which, by the way, you know, let's say Tommy had done that now. Ain't home. They're responsible. They moved. And look at that, Christine. And look at you're right. Yeah, they're not even there anymore. Look at that, Christine. Got the baby in good care. She knew she was always coming back. She knew what she was doing. <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, I hate that that logic. There's there there is a thread of logic there. <laughs> I hate that. Well, the thread of logic of better to put the baby in the bathroom than. Christine put the baby in the bathroom and ended up getting the baby back anyway. Yeah, yeah. She knew what she was doing the whole time. Oh my god, I hate that. Just knew in the moment. I don't I, I just can't take care of the baby right now. Here I'll leave in the bathroom. Someone will get it and I'll I'll get back the baby. Oh that's so is one, two, three, A, B, C. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. No thank um, you. We got pretty well for. <sighs> anyway, Nora decides that she would definitely nod. And kill the one baby in order to cure cancer. Oh, I'm sorry. I got to cut you off. Because I just realized. Imagine. Look, basically, Christine got to skip the annoying part about having a baby. Right? At least part of it. Yeah. <laughs> this is how it's like. That's cheating. That's not fair. You can't do, you yeah. can't do that. <laughs> we all, we all, you know, as a parent, we all have to brunt through those yep. early, terrible twos and whatnot. You don't get to just skip over them. Exactly. Uh, but you do if you're Christine. Next level thinking. You gotta give her props for props are due. She's playing 4D chess. She is playing 4D chess. Oh I'm man. Really sorry. <laughs> but so when, when Nora says that she would she would nod and kill the baby in order to cure cancer, after that they pull the plug and say this isn't the, the, the they're not gonna proceed any further, which is the exact opposite answer uh, from the guy last week who burnt himself alive, mm-hmm. he said he would not kill the baby. And they pulled the plug on him. Nora said she would kill the baby, and they pulled the plug on her. Yeah. So what is the right answer? I, so, my, 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 my question is, I wonder if it has to be... I, I think, this is, my, this is my guess, the right answer... I'm assuming we're going to figure out what the right answer is. Nah. Really? Nah. Wait, Really? No, we're not going to figure out what the right answer is. Can't tell if you're joking or not. Okay. <laughs> okay, my speculation to what the right answer might be that we will never find out is um, you have to show hesitation. Right. You have to be conflicted. You don't think that Nora showed enough hesitation? No, she seemed pretty. Because she seemed like, oh, well. I mean, after she got all the information, she went, well. Have a no-brainer, right? Choose the baby, or uh, I'd give the nod. Huh? Like she, she seemed pretty like she didn't hesitate all that much when she got all the information. Like she wanted more of the information. She was hesitating to get more of the information once it was all laid out. I mean, she hesitated a bit, but not enough. Maybe, maybe they want someone that's really just 
you know, uh, either yeah. really just really good. Vo- I don't know. Yeah, uh, or maybe they'll something to give like some terrible out of the box answer. Like I, I would just cure cancer and let both babies live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if that's the case, why aren't you doing that now? <laughs> oh. Uh, just if I was paying that, no, Mr. Sad, you don't understand. That's if I was put in the situation where that baby was going to die or cancer be cured. If I'm not in that situation, I'm not going to go cure cancer. Oh, I see. Uh, that's what drives me to cure cancer. Okay. Well, that is, that is interesting. But I, I do kind of agree with you. I think that it's more about the way you answer it than the answer itself. Yeah. And that, that's what they're looking for. But. When they, after they pull the plug, Nora is just absolutely distraught. She she like follows them out of the building. She is in tears. They say, "Go home, Ms. Durst. This isn't for you." And they, they and they just leave on her. So this Nora is like devastated by this, and very clearly now we know she had every intention of going through. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So. Back at the hotel, Nora starts smoking in the hotel again. This is a, a quite a habit that she has. I, um, I want to say this is a very convenient thing for them to do because when they put a tinfoil over there, soon the book will burn. And my first thought is, why isn't the smoke alarm going off? Oh, uh huh. They put tinfoil on it pretty recently. Huh? <laughs> so I thought it should go off like pretty. That's a lot of smoke. That has to go off really quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, do you think that? That's the only reason why they've introduced Nora covering smoke detectors with aluminum foil in, in order to smoke in the hotel room? No. No, I think they were just like, oh, that's a that's a good time. Possibly. Maybe. But I, I think it was just kind of like a good happenstance of, hey, combine these two. I right. think, for example, I think they introduced the guy in a senior storyline just to show the other answer. Oh, for sure. So, but no, this I, I don't think um, Nora smoking was added. I think there's, there's more to it. You know, we, we know yeah. what smoking represents in this show. You exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's the guilty remnants slogan. So yeah, but she's smoking. Uh, she's trying to call George, but Kevin returns and Nora is just like frantic. She is hell bent on destroying them. She says as much, she thinks it's a scam. And then she finally notices that Kevin's a wreck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, after she has ranted on and on and on, she finally notices Kevin is like a mess. And she says, what's wrong? You can tell me anything. And that is the wrong thing to say to this man at this point in time, because that triggers everything. You can tell me anything, everything, anything. No, I can't. And that I, this huge fight. Kevin, <laughs> Mr. Sal's favorite scene. Oh, it's so good. Uh Oh man, he he says he doesn't trust her. You know, Kevin doesn't trust her. Nora, for her part, thinks that Kevin likes the fact that Matt wrote a book about him. Yeah. He he grabs. He's like, I love it. It's riveting. Yeah, I love the pat. Such the anger, like the aggressive answer. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And he and he just sets the book on fire. There, we never have to talk about it again because that's what we do. We don't talk about anything. And so, I, I mean, I knew that this was coming and I've been trying to to point out the different places where they just don't talk, where mm-hmm. they just substitute conversation with sex and, and 
because I knew that eventually this was coming to a head here. So um, I wanted to point out all the work that they did to to make this earned. Yeah, but, I'm. Yeah, I I think this is very justified, and I'm. You know, I'm sad yet happy to see Nora go. Oh, we're not done with Nora. I, oh. <laughs> Did you worry? Really? The Dang. last episode's called The Book of Nora. <laughs> oh, shucks. Well, I got my hoops up there. Okay. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, uh, he, she says, well, what do you want to talk about? I love when she goes into that FU mode. Where like she's she's there now, she's here. She's heard what you said, and she is not impressed. And so she drops into, well, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, you know, just like, yeah. like almost accusatory, like dare daring you to throw something at her. Yeah, so I was like, well, yeah, it's a two way road. Like, well, what do you like? What do you want to talk about? If we're not talking about stuff. Like... Mm-hmm. And. You know, Kevin throws it back at her much less uh, confidently. Well, what do you want to talk about? You know, <laughs> uh, and she wants to, what she wants to talk about is why Kevin didn't stop her from giving Lily away. So, I feel like Kevin, I can't rule on this. We didn't get to see it. No, we didn't. So yeah, we can't. We can't pass judgment on this. All we can, all we know is what they say here. Kevin says that they that she never even asked him. Uh, and he says, you can't have a baby because then you'd have to be okay. You couldn't be a victim anymore. No one would feel sorry for you. And I rule in favor of Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> been straight truths, Kevin. I made this observation eons ago. You're right. You you did. You I mean, from episode two, you've been saying exactly this. But Nora responds with, I don't want people to feel sorry for me. Nah, that's what someone wants. That's what someone who wants people to feel sorry for them says. So you think she's lying? I I think it's a part of Nora mm-hmm. that likes people feeling sorry for her. Now, yeah. I think it annoys her sometimes, but likes it to an extent. Okay. Okay. And uh, this is another point where i i asked you is she lying so like i'm i'm continuing to try to point out the 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 spots where nora could be lying here okay and and i i think she's lying here too i don't want people to feel sorry for me i think there definitely is a part of her and not a subconscious part of her a conscious part of her that does want her to people feel sorry for i saw her spilled that water yeah i remember i think it was coffee but yes coffee water same thing just water with some beans in it there you go. <laughs> I'll see quite the difference. I'll see what all the hype is. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, you know, without knowing what went down with the whole uh, Christine Lily situation, we can't really know who's in the wrong there. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess if Kevin is telling the truth that she never asked him, uh, that's probably, uh, that probably Nora bears more of the blame than Kevin in that situation. We know Nora never fought it. Right. So. Yep. Back yep. to, I guess. But uh, Nora says that he didn't care. Which, which I think is also true. I, I do, yeah. So so I think that there's some of the blame to be shared here. A lot of blame to be shared here. So, but this Kevin 
has crossed the line with what he does next. How long until you move past the fact that you lost your kids? Oh, I, no, I, I love this. Like, this has been what I've been complaining about season two, Nora. I'm like, come on. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, the, I mean, here it is. Kevin is calling out Nora for exactly what you called out Nora for a season ago. I, I love it so much. Kevin is saying everything I wish I could tell Nora right now. <laughs> like, it is so great. Nora, you like being the victim? Nora, when are you going to move on? <laughs> But I, in my opinion, at this point, it's over. As soon as he says that, there's no coming back from that. Yeah, he's not, he's not a step too far. Why don't you go visit them? <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't lose them. They're not dead. They're just gone. Then you should go be with them. <laughs> oh. Get laddered. I mean, he, yeah. It, he walks out at this point. But if he didn't walk out, it was done anyway. Yeah. Like, I would have just been awkward if he stood in there. <laughs> I find listen we're not together anymore but you get that half I get this half <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly but she's just in a state of shock he, like almost non-responsive and he just leaves uh, did, she, did he take half of the 20 grand I, I don't think so he should have <laughs> basically married it's like a divorce yeah. half's half yeah how how uh, <laughs> I know they're not really going to end up back in Miracle. Maybe they will at the very end. I don't know. But, like, I should, I, I wonder how awkward that would be. Like, they, like he stormed out on her, but, like, they live in the same home. <laughs> this is, oh, my God, yeah. There's going to have to be some sort of, like, <laughs> intermingling. At least. They're going to have to see each other again. And, like, well, Kevin's know- daughter lives there, but Nora owns the home. So this is, like... Yeah. Or not lives there. She did live there. I take that back. I forget. She lives in college now. So, right. Well, I I think I mean they're Lori lives next door. You know, Jill can always stay with Lori. You know, but Kevin seem to want to though. Yeah. <laughs> always yeah. say sorry. Always apologizes. Well, I mean, it is three years later. I think. <laughs> well, that's she, well, that's what she said three years later though. Remember, uh, right after the I think it was episode one. When we see her before she leaves back for college, and uh, Jill asks Kevin about like Lily, yeah, yeah, she says she didn't want to spend the night with Lori because uh, oh, because Lori just apologizes. That's right. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, that's true. But uh, one of the things I should note is that the the smoke alarm is going off at this point. Yeah, Nora's smoking, but the book is smoking, and the the fire alarm is is going off, but. Kevin is is gonna try. I think to your point, Kevin is gonna try to get back to Miracle before Nora, so that he can kind of pack up and take off. But there are no taxis available due to the explosion. That's all that we know. There was an explosion. Yeah. But good news, Senior's there to get him. Yeah, and I love how we we learn how Senior has tracked down Kevin. You know, and there you effing are. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's good stuff for sure. But uh Kevin cannot go home, it turns out, because all flights are grounded. Yeah. And we don't know why. But we will. Don't well. you <laughs> and senior to, to junior says, Are you alone? Well, you're not alone anymore. And he hugs him and take and, and introduces him to grace this is my friend grace you know uh and 
now take on me starts to play and nora is the last shot we get is a uh, nora smoking through the sprinkler and water just pouring down her eyes so it looks like she's literally pouring tears so i love that shot at the end yeah love it nora crying let's go I mean, we don't no, know. She... No, no, I'm sure. But it sure looks. Yeah. It, that... it is a good. It is a good shot, though. Very, yeah. very, very cool. Very cool. Almost like it's a quite the nadir of some of these characters. Could yeah, it go oh, any lower? Yeah. I don't think so, but maybe. <laughs> we'll see. I, I do want to mention that throughout this last shot, "Take on Me" is playing again. Okay. Um, now, just a little bit about that song. Uh, because I was very interested to know why did they pick this song and just hammer it home so many times. You're right. I like the song. I don't know why they oh, picked it. Great song. It's like the quintessential '80s song. But so Aha, the the band that did the song, uh, was a Norwegian rock band. And if you translate the lyrics to the song literally from Norwegian, it means "Hold on to me." So rather than take on me, it would be hold on to me, all right? <clears throat> Which maybe they were, uh, Nora and Kevin, they were holding on, not anymore. But take on, take me on to us means uh, compete against me, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're telling somebody to take you on, like you're telling them to come up, you know, Come, come at me, bro. Yeah. yeah, come at me, bro. That's what that's re- essentially what take on me means. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Much older of saying come at me, bro. <laughs> take yeah. on me. Yeah, exactly. Take me. And and the song does say take me on. Like you want to take me on, right? Um, which is exactly what's happening in this in this episode. Just Nora and Kevin are taking each other on. Um, but one of the other a couple other lines are I'll you know I'll be gone which Kevin now is and I'll be stumbling away slowly learning that life is okay which is I mean life is okay is the theme of the leftovers that maybe not the theme a theme of the leftovers big theme yeah getting over it yeah so yeah, dealing with loss trying to become okay again <clears throat> um, yeah so Anyway, uh, I I love this episode. I think it's fantastic. I I it's an easy ten for me to hand out, uh, and one and my favorite of the season so far. So I'm glad that you also gave it a ten. How many tens is that this season for you now? Just the just the two. Just two. Yeah. <clears throat> but two out of four, and it, and it won't be anymore. Oh yes, there will. <laughs> there, I. I can, I would, I'm assuming there are probably going to be at least two more. Really? Isn't this your favorite episode of the season, though? So far, I said. Oh, so far. Okay. It is one of my favorite episodes in the series, though, but there's at least one more episode left this season that I probably like more than this one, too. Okay. I mean. Yeah. If you must. Oh, I must. (laughs) <laughs> take on me bro yeah <laughs> yep 
So uh, next episode is called It's a Matt, 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 Matt World. This is the Lori episode. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> this would be the Matt episode. Uh, that's a play on the title of the movie. It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Okay, now, so I thought it had to do with, like, Mad World, the song. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, it's a Mad, Mad, Mad World. Do I have to watch the movie at all? Uh, I've never seen the movie, but I know what it's about. Uh, it's a, it's like about uh, a group of, several groups of people who have to, like, travel across, like, different parts of the country to, on, like, kind of like a scavenger hunt, I think. Um, the movie Rat Race is based... As, as a remake of Mad 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 World, and I have seen Rat Race. Um, have you seen Rat Race? No, no. Okay. Uh, I'll read you the synopsis for Mad 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 Mad, Mad World. A group of uh, motorists hear about a. Cro- I'm sorry, it's three hour, three and a half hours long. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm not watching it, but. A group of motorists hear about a crook's hidden stash of loot and race against each other across the country to get it. So, it's that, a comedy, comedy adventure. Yes. Okay. Yes. Interesting. This is an interesting movie. How is it three it and a half hours? How is it a comedy? It's three and a half hours. My God, this cast! Like these are like some of the most famous comedians of that. This is in nineteen sixty-eight. This looks really good for nineteen sixty-eight. Yeah, Milton Berle, Buddy Hackett, Mickey Rooney. Did they re-release this film? Was this filmed on film? Because <laughs> this, this quality looks so good for being filmed in 1968. I mean, or 63, I mean. Like, movies were, movies were made in the 60s, man. <laughs> yeah, but like, they, they don't look this good normally. Okay. Like, they don't look this good. I don't know. It's, I don't know. I'm just, I just remember, the 60s weren't that but great of a time for me, so. <laughs> I just don't remember the movies that fondly. Okay. No, yeah. no, about you, but. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't feel any need to watch that movie. I think knowing what it's about and, and is enough. And really, I, it, I don't think that it's it's going to add or subtract from your uh, appreciation of the next episode. So. The, the next episode is my favorite Matt episode of the trilogy. Good. They've gotten better and better. I hope that this is yes. the big payoff of the Matt trilogy. Yeah, this is, this is a... The Matt strikes back. Yeah. You know, this... The first one, it's like, we learn of Matt, he succeeds. Second movie, you could maybe say succeeds, but kind of fails in a way as well. He, he can't make it back in. Yeah. You know, you know Matt destroyed, now this is... The revival of Matt. So let's see. Let's see what he can do. The chips are down. He doesn't have his book. His wife's left him. Yeah. <laughs> not not the best for Matt. No, very Job like. Very Job. Yeah. yeah. He's getting <laughs> tested. Let's see. Yep. Yep. Anyway, so we'll we'll look forward to that. Uh, there are only four episodes left in the whole series, and I I'm I'm enjoying the heck out of it. I hope you are too, and I hope the listeners are as well. If you want to get a hold of us. Uh, showhopperspodcast at gmail.com uh, please spread the podcast share it with anybody who you think might like it and even people who don't and even non-people who don't who won't don't or won't won't uh, please uh, do give us five star ratings if you would that would be wonderful and continue to subscribe and, and listen and 
we'll have a great time finishing off the series together. Anything you want to add, Kurt? Uh, no, no. Quite pleased with the series thus far, and hopefully it doesn't let me down. Yep. All right, folks, thank you for listening. Good day.